Can you hear me? <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. This is Sue Painter and my good buddy, Marty Marcus. And this is the online business reality show or the peep show, as we normally call it. Hi, Marnie. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm just going to see if I'm, let me adjust my sound a little bit here. Okay. Um, we have not done a peep show in a while. We kind of got busy with end of the year stuff and then um, first of the year stuff. I was on the road a little bit, but we're back today and we'll be back here each and every week for a while now. And today we thought we might talk about spectacular failures in our businesses in 2015 and, and things that we see as trends for online businesses in 2016. And we are happy to take your comments and your questions. Um, you can type a question in the chat by doing slash Q before it, and we'll be glad to answer your question. And we're happy to have you join us today. We're also happy if you give us kudos, you can click the little hands in the picture for either Marnie or for myself. And um, always know that during the peep show, you can either join us live and ask a question or you can put something in the chat and we'll be glad to answer it. So Marnie, are you ready to roll? Sure. All right. Okay. So do you want to start out with a spectacular fail in your business for 2015 or do you want me to start? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of it felt like a big failure. So how about the year? <laughs> uh, uh, I I would say the spectacular failure for my business would probably be, um, gosh, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> probably the burnout at the end of the year. I kind of, I got really burnt out at the end of the year because I had so many personal, I had some health issues and we're moving, we're looking for a house. Or it's just like, I, I had to set my business well, I didn't really have to set it aside. I could have kept working in the old days, but I was just really burnt out. And I just had to be like, you know, I just, so I didn't do what I wanted to do, you know, or I did do what I wanted to do, I guess, in the end. So do you think that you were burnt out because personal issues intervened or do you think you were burnt out with the business side of things? Um, I think it's both. I think both. I was, I was burnt out with the business stuff and, uh -huh. And then I just had, I really did have a lot of personal stuff going on. It was a lot. One of my, I was on one of uh, the mentoring calls that I do with the ladies that have been with me for years. And so they know a little bit about my life and I'm helping them with tech stuff and business stuff. And one of them started rattling off everything that I'd been through. And the other one goes, stop, stop. It's too much. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, see, it's a lot. So, I mean, I've, I've got a new compassion for people who are going through a lot who say they want to accomplish something and they just can't muster the energy to do it. I never got that. I never understood that, but I, now I get it. So I, I, well, know it's a failure I have a lot more compassion now. So you and I have um, similar things in 2015, which is we both had years when a lot of personal stuff entered in. And I don't know if you and I take different tacks about it or not. For me, when I have a lot of personal things impinging on me, I feel like my way out and the way to give my life back on track and to get its structure is to go and pay attention to my work because the work is one thing that isn't so much affected by what's going on in my personal life. But then there, there finally does get to be a point, I think, with everyone when it's just too much and you have to be able to take a break. Now, when you own your own business, that's an issue because if you don't have multiple streams of income already coming in and you need to step away a little bit, 
then your income takes a dive. And, you know, if you're like me and you use that income to live and to pay your bills, then that that issue, that becomes a problem. So, um, and before we go on, I just wanted to, we have a lot of people who have joined us. So hello to all of you, Ruth and Stacy and Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Wonderful. That's funny. It sounds like the guy from Shark Tank and Diana and others of you. We're so glad to have you here. And you know, you can type a question in and give us a question if you'd like about failures in business. And you can also uh, ask us a question about your own business. So for Marnie, Marnie, it sounds like you had personal stuff going on and then you also were really just tired of business. And I think that is a trend that you and I have both seen over the past few years or not, excuse me, not over the past few years, the past few months. I bet I've had a dozen clients who have called me up and said, this is too hard. I just want to go find a job. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's harder. I, I will just say, I think the environment is more difficult. It got a little saturated with a lot of people wanting to earn money online and it got overcrowded is really what I think. So um, part of, you know, you were talking about diving into your work and everything. Yeah. I have always done that. That's, you know, if I got personal problems, dive into my work, just do that. And I have not been able to do that. And uh, I have really deduced it down to it. For me, it's a hormonal issue. Ah, so, okay. I'm actually seeing the doctor tomorrow because my hormones are all out of whack. I cannot even make myself do that. So uh -huh. I think sometimes, you know, you got to look at your body and what, what's going on with it. It could be affecting your ability to think the yeah. way you need to think. And so sometimes you just got to, I know you've dealt with health stuff this year, but just about everything. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. So well, it may be for you that you're just starting to get into that hormonal yeah. tornado that kind of hits and um, and that can certainly really affect your mindset and what you're willing to do. For me, Marnie, so Marnie had personal issues and then she got married and then she, and now I, assuming you're still planning to move here in a couple of weeks, right, Marnie? So she's maybe a couple months. I don't know. He's got to rewire the whole electrical in the house before we move in. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, you know, I have always found it really upsetting when we are having a change of location and we're thinking about selling a house and moving, then that's always very upsetting to me because I'm kind of a nester. You know, I kind of like having my office around me and the things that I need to do my work around me. And, you know, the, I'm, I'm kind of a routine kind of person like that. So I think that's an upsetting time for me personally. Um, this year was a huge, this year, meaning 2015 was a huge year of change for me. Um, you know, I per personally, uh, my mom passed away in last March. So we're coming up on just about a year now that she's been gone. But because I was the one who was responsible it really threw my husband and I into a lot of paperwork and dealing with, um, you know, her final arrangements and taxes and all that kind of stuff that had to be done. And of course, it's your mom and your mom passes away and it's a really sad thing. And, you know, it's it, you, you kind of come up to that year of like the first mom's day without her and the first birthday without her and the first holiday season without her and all that stuff. And then in September, very surprisingly, I felt ill one night, went to the hospital and ended up I had a, a heart attack. And then that threw me into a whole round of medical testing and all that, even though I'm fine now and they can't find anything wrong with my heart. Still, you know, it, they put me on a ton of medicine. And Marnie, you were talking about hormones. To me, the medicine has made a big difference in me. It has made me 
um, feel differently about what I was eating. I kind of have a different appetite now and it has made me feel a little bit more fatigued because I'm on blood thinners. And I hope that I'll be getting off of those here shortly now because they've done every test in the world and they finally decided that um, I had a heart attack for other reasons, not that there was anything wrong with my heart. So hopefully I can get off of all that crap. And then about 10 days after I had a heart attack, we lost Jake, our dog that we'd had forever. And everybody who knows me on the internet knows about Jake. So, and then at the end of this year, um, I quit working for Allie Brown. I had been coaching for her in her Elevate program for four years and had been a mastermind leader for her in her previous program to Elevate for two years. So we have been together for six years and she decided to close Elevate and move on. And that really left a little bit of room in my business, which actually has been a great thing. It's been a good thing. And that's going to kind of segue into trends. But about two thirds of my business was my own. And about one third of my business was what I did for Allie. So, of course, that was one third of my income and one third of my um, time that I had, you know, how I had to schedule around what we did with the Elevate program. I'm glad that I had that experience. I feel like I've learned so much from Allie and it was great to see her in San Antonio um, over this weekend. We were at a meeting together in San Antonio, but it gave me space to think about what do I want to do that I can add to my business? Do I just want to take on more clients? Do I want to do more groups? Do I want to go off in a different direction altogether? It's giving me some wiggle room. So that's been a cool thing for me. So Marnie, for you, it sounds like what your plan is to get back on track is to go and check about your health and then talk a little bit more about the, the burnout from the perspective of the online market is just crowded and it's harder and harder and harder to rise above and get visibility because I do think that's true. And I'll talk about it in a minute. One of the trends that I see as a result of that. Yeah, I think, um, well, I've just been noticing because I've been working for clients where I run their Facebook ad and, uh -huh. stuff. and I'm seeing the people that have the money to really invest in marketing and advertising and take a long term view with that, with building an audience. Um, they do better than the people who are just like, I got to run this ad right now and I got to make money tomorrow from this mm -hmm. ad. And yeah. so I'm seeing kind of a division, I think, online as far as talking about trends of uh -huh. people using social media to build audiences and right. then remarketing to those audiences and taking a more of a long term view than, you know, I got, I'm going to throw this thing out and I'm going to make a bunch of money off this right here. I mean, I, I think you've got to have a strategy. You've got to have a clear the ones who have really good funnels who um, upsell, downsell, all that have all of their ducks in the row. They're doing, they're doing well, you know, but, you know, just throw it at the wall and hope it sticks kind of stuff like we used to do. <laughs> I just don't see that working. So I agree with you. Marnie and I have both been online for a long, long time. I've been online for 11 years and Marnie, you've been online for probably longer than that, right? 20, <laughs> 20 years. So, yeah. um, so, um, one of the things that we both see, and we've talked about this in peep shows before, is that you cannot, um, this quick hit and run, like a quick hit and run and moneymaker thing, that's much, much harder to sustain. Now it is really, as Marnie says, you have to have a long-term strategy and you have to be able to 
buy your traffic. The days of a lot getting a lot of organic traffic free are gone, just totally gone. So, um, so you have to be able to, you have to really be able to, um, lost my train of thought. You have to be able to really know where you're going and plan for the longer term. And also now you have to pay to play. You can't really do it so much with just free traffic anymore. Would you agree with that, Marnie? Yeah. And there are more economical ways. Um, I mean, you're going to have to pay, but there are economical ways to get into it. And, but yeah. you're going to have to be willing to reinvest what you're making back into it. You can't take it out. And, you know, yeah. And what you also said about retargeting, I think retargeting is the name of the game now. Oh, totally. And, and totally, totally. And for those of you who don't know about retargeting and what that is, uh, it is when people have looked at one of your ads and then you have a pixel in Facebook and it, you end up creating a special audience of people who have evidenced interest in you and then you remarket or retarget to those people. An example of that is if you've ever gone and looked at shoes on Zappos and you just look, say you look at a pair of sandals and the next thing you know, whether you bought them or you didn't buy them, those sandals start showing up in your newsfeed on Facebook, that's retargeting. Marnie, can you think of another way to explain that that's any simpler? I think that makes sense. It's like you just went and looked at something and now it's in your face everywhere. They've, they've somehow yeah. figured that out. And um, the, one of the things, just a kind of more of a tech tip <laughs> that a lot of people don't know is um, videos. Facebook is really offering a lot with video views. Like if you create a video and you want to push that out to your audience or try to get a new audience with that video, it's really economical. It's a, it's a good way to get in front of people. But if you create that video ad in the regular Facebook ad manager, it doesn't accumulate the audience. You have to create it in the power editor and then it will keep an audience. It'll start building that audience and then you can run ads. You can say, okay, now they've seen this video. Now I'm going to send them an ad to come to my site or now I'm going to sell them a low end product or whatever. But most people are terrified of the power editor for good reason. <laughs> So that's why I have a job. <laughs> so because it changes all the time. Yeah. Every time I go in there, there's something that looks different. So if you think that you're going to go off to a class and learn everything there is about Power Editor and it's going to stay the same forever, forget it. I do think you can go learn, but expect it to change pretty frequently, don't you think, Marnie? Yeah, it can change day to day. You get in there, yeah. it's changed. So yeah, it's so. that's the thing about technology is if whatever realm you decide to um, go into, you got to stay on top of it because it's fast. It's, it's not like the old world <laughs> or the real world. It's like, you've got to be learning something. You better like to learn if you're going to do anything online. I think, you know, right. I agree. Or somebody who does like to learn. <laughs> so. Yeah. So going back to spectacular failures for 2015, I wanted to mention one that happened to me in my business you know, so much of a visual, so much of the content now is visual. And I really was struggling with having um, who and who on my team was going to create visual content for me because I surely did not have the time to keep doing that myself. So I, <coughs> excuse me, I experimented with hiring a firm who, that was actually based in Canada who um, farmed out uh, 
graphics and actually anything else that you needed to help you with your business. And I didn't trust my gut. They were a new business and I had um, a little bit of an inkling that it was going to be a trouble as we got started because they kept telling me that they had somebody ready to start working with me and then that would fall through and it would go away and it would take them another two weeks to find somebody else that would last a day and then somebody else would come to work and so forth. I was just on the point of saying this isn't going to work and they ended up um, finally finding someone for me who was wonderful, who was very quick and very good with graphics and really helped me a lot with my, she really kind of was my online media a social media manager for me for a number of months of 2015. And then we started having technology issues and the little company kind of reformulated and the guy who had one of the partners of the company moved far, far away outside from, we went from Canada to over to Asia. And suddenly I wasn't getting any kind of communication from them and wasn't getting the work done for which I had to, of course, prepay every month. And in the end, I just felt like they didn't handle, I ended up getting my money back really for what they didn't do that I had paid for, but they did not handle handling my intellectual property and all the stuff that, you know, they had uh, access into my, uh, not the back end of my business. I would never do that, but they did have access into my social media accounts and I had to go through all this crap where we had to go in and change of all of our passwords and I've asked them for the files back and they're gone. I've never heard anything. I can't raise the woman who actually did the work. She's disappeared off the face of the earth. So, you know, it was just a bad, while the help was great, while I had the help, it was too slow in getting started. And it was, a, it was a very unprofessional ending to it. I don't like that. And um, I'm irritated with myself really for not trusting my gut in the very beginning but it was one of those things that we fall into, I think, as entrepreneurs where we're so desperate for help sometimes when we're running full out and it just sounds good and we want to try it and we kind of throw it at the wall and hope that it'll stick. And it did stick for a little while, but in the end it didn't. And um, the way in which that ended was not at all professional. I would never recommend to the company and um, and they still haven't closed the account where they had access to my files. I can quit putting stuff in it, but I can't close the account. They owned the account. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a mess, messy from that standpoint. I don't like messy. So when it comes to my business anyway. So that was my big spectacular fail for 2015. So anything else you want to add to that, Marnie, before we talk a little bit about trends? No, but you kind of touched on something that... Um like when you are going to subcontract, uh, I look for uh, longevity, you know, how uh -huh. long those people have been around. I mean, yeah, you could get somebody that's been around a long time, but, and have them disappear on you. <laughs> but, um, oh, sorry. I'm, my computer's doing something weird. Um, what was I saying? Well, the longevity, but then also referrals. Like, did you know anybody else who'd worked with her? Yeah. I, yeah, I did actually get the recommendation from a colleague of mine who also um, was using the company and the same thing happened to her that has happened to me that they've, you know, the company's not out of business. In fact, it was kind of, I mean, we had this ugly ending in October and then I got this Christmas card in the mail from them. Oh, we can't wait to service you in 2016 <laughs> or my dead body. So <laughs> So it's funny, you know, how 
that even that is a good indication of how they were not managing their CRM very well. They knew that they were on the outs with me. And then here they send a Christmas card that they obviously had sent to everybody. So even that showed that they were not paying attention to their, you know, to their customers. So I really see a trend of, if you're talking about trends, um, there is a gap in the online world because there are a lot of people who have something they want to put out there, either online businesses or offline businesses. There's a gap where there's people coming in to say, Hey, we'll handle all of your social media stuff. We'll handle all your marketing stuff. And they set up um, a team of people to do that. Sure. And they do it really fast and they don't have all the kinks worked out of their communication system. Right. People. And yeah. so things fall through the cracks and then the customers pissed because their stuff's not getting done. And it's, it's this breakdown of communication inside of a system that just cropped up really fast and was never kind of organically tested and, and yeah. made sure that you had every a system in place. I mean, uh -huh. I'm seeing that with a company that I'm working with and I'm like, you really should almost, if you're going to do a team thing, you better start small and organically take on a few clients, get your system well oiled and then go do. And I bet you money. That's what happened in the case of the company that you're working for is that yeah. there was some kind of breakdown of communication or yeah. maybe they had one person who's the quarterback of everything and that person quit. And now all of the stuff's dangling out there. Um, I don't think they had their systems put in place, yeah. you know, effectively they were too new and they were still struggling with doing that. And I guess that brings up something else that I do see with my clients often. And Marnie, I know you see this as well. And that is that if you're going to have team, you've got to really create systems. And I know people really fight and resist putting systems into place because they're entrepreneurs and they're creatives and they don't really want to have to have a system, but those systems will save you and will make your work so much easier. So systems need to be in place. And then the ability to lead that team and delegate effectively are critical too. You can hire a team, but if you're not a leader, they're not going to be able to perform effectively for you. And also if you're not a delegator, you get stuck in perfection. You want everything to be just like you would do it. Then that team is not going to be able to be effective for you. So just convincing yourself that you finally need to hire a team is one thing, but being the leader and the delegator is something else entirely. And it really costs a lot of, then people say, well, my team didn't perform and I may as well do it all myself. It's because the leadership was not in place. The systems were not in place and the delegation within you, the willingness to delegate was not in place. Anything to say about that learning? Totally. And especially you mentioned the delegation. Cause I think, um, you know, there's two kinds of businesses that I see online. One is it's a company, uh, you know, yeah. it's a business. So you, you can, you can delegate your social media and all your stuff fairly easily because you're a company and you're not an individual. Now, if your entire company is you, you are the brand delegating your social media and your personality and all of that, that is tricky. <laughs> and if you really, if you're hanging on tight and you have to have it a certain way, you're going to probably have to do it all or have somebody who's been working with you for years that just knows you inside out do that right. stuff. So um, this, this delegating thing, I think um, works better when you're not trying to constantly it be about you. 
Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, I agree. And you know, a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, our our personalities are so much a part of our brand that we can delegate, but then we always have to keep a little bit of hand in because we have we are the face of our business, right? right? And people look at us. I mean, when people call, they you know they want to talk to me. They don't really want to talk to one of my team members. So we have to handle that real carefully. So, you know, that's, that's true. You, that is always a, a fight. There's a couple of things trending that I thought we might talk about before the hour ends or the half hour ends. And one of those is that I think there is an increasing number of tools on, that are coming to the marketplace that are um, there to help you manage the social marketing that you do and the social media um, that you do. Um, one of the ones that I was lucky enough to get in to test the alpha rate, really not even just the beta, is something called Social uh, Funnel Engine. Social Funnel, Funnel Engine, and the guy who is developing it, um, Yuri Litterman, is up in Canada. I know him. I've talked with him a couple of times about it. He gave me the the alpha uh, to test it, and I have really liked it. I can see that as he adds features. It can be something that I could use a lot. And really it is for, if you do a lot of content curation, if you do a lot of bringing other content into your social media stream, then this is what it is set up to help you do. It allows you to put a little box and a little tag, and then you can send people back to your own website. So in a way it's kind of a retargeting thing in, in, a, in a kind of a different way. Um, he's gonna, I think in February, February 4th, He's going to do a webinar where he talks about it because now it's ready to move into beta and he will show it to people who are interested to see it. If you would like an invitation to that webinar, there's no charge for it, but if you'd like an invitation, um, I've got a link. I don't have a way to put it on this right at this present moment. I should have thought to bring it to the table here, but you can email me sue at confidentmarketer.com or ping me on Facebook and I will be happy to send you the link to the webinar if you want to attend. Um, and then Marnie, do you have anything coming up in the next uh, little bit that you want to invite people to? I have one invitation and then I want to go back and talk about trends. Um, I have my ongoing product creation club. So if you want, if you've got like a, any kind of information product you want to create, home study kit, course or ebook or online group or whatever, I have a templated system that I walk you through to help you create it. And then I support you for four months on the back end. And so you can hop in on that. There's uh, links on martymarcus.com for that, where you can, you can actually get a 20 minute free um, consult with me to talk about your information product idea and what to do next with it. So there's a link right there on martymarcus.com for that. Okay. Marty is really good at helping people kind of visualize and conceptualize what needs to be in their product and and what their lead-ons are going to be from that product. So if you if that's your need, then I recommend Marnie for that. Um, for me, I decided to start a secret Facebook group to just give community to women entrepreneurs. The name of the group is Salon for Women Entrepreneurs. I wanted it to be kind of a salon look where you're just sharing ideas and and building community. It's not necessarily for you. Uh, to go in there and just market the hell out of your stuff. It's for people who can ask questions of each other. And so if you are on Facebook and you'd like to be a part of that, you'll have to message me on Facebook and ask me to join the salon. And I'll be glad to um, look at your business and what you do is for women only, women entrepreneurs. And 
I will invite you to that. And Marnie, if you you certainly are welcome to join. I, I don't know if you want. So I was about to say, I need you to add me to that. Yeah, I mean, it's really grown. I think the first, within 12 hours, I had like about 125 members, and I think it's up to close to 150 cool. now. And there's been some good information going back and forth in there. I think that that is one of the trends. People are coming off their Facebook pages and forming groups because when they're, when a person is in a group, they're going to see everything you post if they visit that group. Whereas if they're on your Facebook page, then they're going to see very little because as you know, unless you boost a post or pay to play, they're not going to see much of what you put on your page anymore. Just like they don't see you in, on your personal profile in the newsfeed. Um, you know, that is getting narrowed down and you're tending to get shown only who you converse with. Every now and then on Facebook, I'm like, well, you know, come on. I haven't seen anything from Ellen Britt lately or anything from Karen Thaxon lately. And I've always seen them and chatted with them on Facebook. Now I've got to go looking for them. So it's really it's really amazing to me how quickly you fall out of the news feed if you're not posting a lot. Um, so those are two trends I see is less and less visibility on Facebook. Um, you do know that there is an announcement that Twitter is planning to make that tweets will now be able to be 10,000 characters long. So the, day, the days of 140 character tweet are, I think, numbered. And a lot of people have been going back and forth about that. I don't really like it because I think the thing that's been cool about Twitter is that it's been so short and succinct. But they're finding that they've got so much pressure from Facebook and Instagram where you can put a longer post and LinkedIn where you can put a longer post and Google Plus where you can put a longer post. So they're bowing down really to their competition. So, um, and then they also have announced that Periscope is gonna be a larger and lar larger portion of the Twitter platform. Now I haven't been doing Periscopes lately because I've been doing Blabs. I like Blabs because you can, you know, you and I can hook up together where on Periscope we really can't. So I do see those trends. I see social media, software tools. I see less and less visible, organic visibility on Facebook for sure, both in your profile and on your page. I see the increasing growth of Facebook groups for particular groups of people. Um, let's see, and oh, we have a question here. Let me see, it says, as someone who wants to create a Facebook store or page, is there a book you would recommend to read? A book you would recommend to read. Hmm. Thank you, Carlton, for the question. Uh, let's see. I'm thinking about a book to read. I don't know about. I don't know about a book to read. I would probably go over to. Um, there's all kinds of information about how to set up a Facebook page, and and or how to how to do a Facebook store. I think there is a book about Facebook store for dummies, maybe. If there is, that would be a good book. I don't tend to read books about it as much as I tend to read what's in the stream, like Social Media Examiner or Amy Porterfield or Sheena Gunnels White stuff about Facebook ads. It changes um, so fast. Hmm. A book is, it's, it's not yeah. an evergreen subject. Yeah. What I would recommend you read is Chris Brogan, Brogan's impact equation because um, it talks more about the concept of building uh, an impact and an audience and a platform. Just no matter what face, whatever platform you're using, it's like the logic behind the social media. Uh -huh. And that's a good primer, I think. So Chris Brogan's impact equation. But then from there, you're going to have to probably follow people who are like talking about it. Um, 
I would follow Mari Smith. Um, I would follow, if, if you want to know about Facebook ads, uh, Barney and I both know a lot, but also she did, Sheena Gunnels White, Sheena White on Facebook. Um, and as far as stores, Facebook stores, I would just Google Facebook stores and see who's writing about it more recently. I don't use a Facebook store, so I can't really recommend much to you about that. Marnie, do you? I don't think you use a store either, do you? No. <laughs> okay. Are there other questions? But that's a good point, Marnie. It changes so fast that a book would be antiquated before it got in print. Um, you might read some of Joel Kahn's books about social media. That might be helpful to you, too. And you're welcome. Anyone else have a question? Feel free to. We're going to have to wrap up a half hour here. So ask a question now if you've got one. So, Marnie, do you see any other big trends for 26? Oh, I know the one other one I wanted to talk about. You talked earlier about how hard it is in the marketplace and how crowded it is in the marketplace and the online world, right? I have seen in the last six months a real fallout. The people who thought it was easy are dropping out like flies. And the people who have been in it a long time who are committed and who are going to be able to surf it and change as they need to change, they're the ones who are going to be left standing. Business coaches, there's, you know, there's been 10 zillion business coaches. I've got tons and tons of people who say they do what I do. Um, however, it's getting harder to get those clients if you don't already have a pretty solid business. So a lot of people are going off and doing something else. Yeah. And so I do see that there's fallout. And if you're committed and you're good and you're able to surf, you'll be left standing. Marnie, what do you have to say about that before we? Well, end? I was going to say, I think there's also a trend toward those of us who are techie or do a lot with social media or marketing. You know, instead of marketing to the same online audience, a lot of us are taking our services offline and helping offline yeah. businesses come online because there's a whole world out there that doesn't know anything about what we're talking about. So that's absolutely right. Yeah. In fact, one of the docs I went to see the other day was like, I think I might need a website. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, we have another question um, from H2 Jennings. Thank you for your question. Do you think Facebook Live will be a game changer in live streaming? I think it's too early to tell. Marnie, you may disagree with me, but, you know, Facebook um, live streaming has been rolled out slowly and only the people who were kind of celebrity status got it at first. Um so I think last I think live streaming is definitely a game changer. And I think Periscope and Blab and perhaps also Facebook Live as people get onto it more and more will be perhaps uh, the death knell of Google Hangouts on air because they're technically much harder to do than what we're doing today on this Blab. Also, you know, you can do instant live streaming from your YouTube account now, or at least I can. I think they're rolling that out so slowly too. So Marnie, do you have a, a feeling for whether Facebook Live will be a game changer in live streaming? I think it might, but it isn't right now. That's my take on it. It could be. Um, I read a book one time on the 22 immutable laws of marketing, and I don't know whether that law still holds or not, but they talk about how the first two or three to market who really develop a name for something are the, usually the ones who fight it out opposition. Yeah. So I would think Facebook's a little late to the game with it. And the only thing that would probably make them surge ahead is if, because they have, have such a big name already, you know, and add that yeah. one more service and make it better or in some way than say Blab or um, Google Hangouts or whatever. I think Google Hangouts are going away because it's too, they didn't make it easy enough. It's too convoluted. Uh, I think simplicity yeah. 
and ease and first to market wins out. So, yeah, I agree. And of course, Google Hangouts on Air, I guess we're in a way first to market, but I agree it's technically challenging. Although the guys over at Webinar Jam would probably have something, they would probably disagree with us entirely. So we should try to get them on here one day to interview about what do they think is the future of Google Hangouts? Because of course, they've built a huge empire with Webinar Jam. So that'll be an interesting thing to see how that well, goes. If your service is so complicated, well, somebody else has to create a service to make yours easier. That says something. Exactly. <laughs> And the webinar jam, have, you know, people have done a good job, but it, that also is technically, I mean, you've got to know what you're doing to set that up. So because it's, on, it's a skin for Google Hangouts on Air. So, you know, it's had to be complicated because Google Hangouts on Air is technically challenging. Okay, well, we are a little bit past the half hour mark, but we, so we want to say bye for now, but we sure thank you for joining us. Please go to my website at confidentmarketer.com or to Marnie's website at marniemarcus.com if you want to ask us any other questions or contact us in any other way. And we will see you next week on our next lab. Bye, everybody. Bye.